the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down in your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Like a tide, it is rising up deep inside a current that moves and makes it come alive. I'm live in studio today. The number to call is 844-500-WORD, 844-500-9673. If you've got questions about the Bible or things that are going on in your life, I would love to be able to talk with you. Maybe things that you've been hearing or reading in the news, or maybe you're going through a hard time in your marriage or with one of your kids, or just gotten diagnosed uh, with a, a difficult disease. I'm, I'm here to pray with you, here to get into God's Word with you. The number to call is 844-596-73. We're ready to take your phone calls. would love to talk with you, to pray with you, 844-596-73. You can also send me a text. This is a great way to be part of today's show. Again, the text number is 719-315-1726. Currently, I am teaching through the Book of Romans at Rocky Mountain Calvary on the weekends, and I've really been blessed by teaching through uh, the Book of Romans. It's such a a great book if you've never read it or it's been a while since you uh, have read it. But we just finished Romans chapter 11 on Sunday, and what really stood out to me in this little pocket of Romans, Romans 9, 10, and 11, is Paul uses the nation of Israel to illustrate his unconditional love. At the end of Romans 8, he says, nothing can separate us from the love of God. He shows us that through the way he has dealt with Israel— Even though Israel has had a hard heart towards Christ, largely, God still loves them and has a future plan for Israel. Also in Romans 8, it says that God is working all things together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And that's a promise that many of us know, but we see that working through the nation of Israel. And what Romans 11 especially shows is that through Israel's disobedience, the door of salvation was opened up to the Gentiles. Now through Gentile believers, we're to spur the nation of Israel on through jealousy. Oftentimes, we're spurred on by jealousy. You know, you look at your neighbor's yard and man, it spurs you on. Some of you are married because you were dating And you guys broke up, and then your spouse started dating someone else before you were married. And you're like, no, that's not going to happen. I've got to marry them. And so God wants to use the Gentile church to spur on the nation of Israel. So God is is working even through Israel's uh, disobedience. 
And what Paul ends Romans 11 with is this amazing declaration of who can know the mind of God. And I want to start today's show just by reading a few of these verses to you. It says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has become his counselor, or who has first given to him that it shall be repaid to him? I know oftentimes I've tried to be God's counselor, unfortunately, to say, Lord, how about you work things out this way? But we don't know what God is up to. We don't know what he is doing, and his ways are unsearchable. So if you find yourself going through difficulty or challenge or a circumstance that you're really questioning in your life, I just encourage you, God's promises are true. All things do work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And I've been wrestling with some trials in my own life and trusting those trials uh, to the Lord. And I've found this section of Romans really liberating to say, Lord, I can trust you in these things. You're going to be uh, faithful in uh, these things. You're listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs with Pastor Eric Cartier. I pastor at Rocky Mountain Calvary in the central part of the city, Austin Bluffs and Academy. I'm here to be able to field your questions, things that are on your heart, things that you'd like to talk about, things going on in your family, questions that you have about the Bible, love talking about real things. Feel free to call 844-500-9673. You can also send me a text, 719-315-1726. I've got a text question that has come in. wanted to tackle that for just a moment. It says, Is it wrong to highlight or write notes in your Bible? I know that some people have this uh, thought of that it is wrong to write notes in in your Bible or highlight uh, your Bible, but I don't see any reason why you wouldn't uh, highlight your Bible and write notes uh, in your Bible. To me, we want our Bible to be our best friend, that we know it well. I know for me, I like to underline in my Bible, I like to put notes uh, in my Bible, And what that does is it helps me find passages and also remember things about that passage. Now, I also have a good friend where he feels convicted to not write any notes in his Bible or underline, and that's fine too. But there's absolute freedom uh, to be able to take notes and to write things in your Bible and highlight. I'm a big proponent of getting an old school printed Bible We have great access to the Word of God on our devices, but the nice thing about your Bible is it doesn't have social media, it doesn't have Instagram, doesn't have Facebook, doesn't have Craigslist. I've been known to go out to Craigslist and and look at old trucks. I love old, old trucks. And I'll find myself reading God's Word on a device, then I'm jumping over to ESPN or I'm jumping over to, to Craigslist. So if you don't have a Bible, go to Amazon order one, pick up a Bible, start underlining it, start highlighting, start taking notes. It's so uh, worthwhile. You're listening to Crosswalk with Pastor Eric. If you've got questions or prayer requests, the number to call is 844-596-73. Would love to talk with you again. That's 844 
596-73. We're right in the middle of primaries. Pretty soon our ballots are due. If you haven't got your ballot in, I'd encourage you to take the time to do so. If you're looking for a resource here locally, churchvotersguide.org. Let me give that to you one more time. It's churchvotersguide.org. And it's so important for us to be involved in the political process. We live in a great country where we have the opportunity to elect our leaders. And I think many times as Christians, we're not engaged like we should be. As believers, we're to be stewards of all that God has provided for us. And he has given us the ability and opportunity to be able to vote and we've seen more so than I've ever seen in my lifetime how important our local, state, federal leaders are. And so make sure to vote your values and vote the scriptures. The Bible says, know the truth and the truth will uh, set you free. And so look at what the Bible teaches and take that with you when you go uh, to vote and take the time to vote. It's so important. So that's churchvotersguide.org. Also, you can go online if you're not registered uh, to vote and get registered to vote and be part of this uh, political uh, process. Again, want to kick off today's show and encourage you with Romans chapter 11, God working through the nation of Israel. It's proof of his unconditional love for us, that he really is working all things together for good. And who knows the mind of God? Who knows how God is going to use trial and difficulty and disappointment in our lives uh, for uh, his glory. And oftentimes we've tried to be uh, his counselor, but thankfully he doesn't take counsel from any of us. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. The number to call is 844-596-73. Again, that's 844-596-73. We're going to head to a break and we'll be right back. Welcome to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you're navigating the traffic and just trusting the Lord's goodness and faithfulness as you weave your way through uh, the city. I know it's interesting times and difficult times. Gas prices just keep going up and up, and we're all uh, feeling that for sure. I'm live in studio today just to be able to hear your story, pray with you, answer questions that you may have about the Bible, things that are going on in uh, your life. We'll get into God's Word together. We'll pray together. So here's two ways you can join me. Give me a call, 844-596-73. Again, 844-500-WORD. Or you can send me a text, 719-315-1726. Got a couple text questions. Thanks for sending these in. Says, hello. Well, some of us are in traffic, Eric. (laughs) Laugh out loud. Yep, that's true. I'm sitting here in studio and you're sitting there in traffic. Where do we go right after death? And I'm assuming uh, this is speaking to uh, believers. Uh, Where do believers go uh, right after death? In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, It says to be absent from the body is to be present uh, with the Lord. So as soon as we die, we go home to uh, be with the Lord. I think of it this way. Our last breath here on earth is going to be our first breath in heaven. Imagine maybe that you are driving an old car, a car that had been faithful to you, but you wore it out. And as soon as that car uh, passed on and no longer was running and you stepped out, 
of, of that door, a brand new car was waiting for you. And, and that's eternal life. We're going to immediately step into the Lord's presence. We're going to behold the Lord, which is going to be amazing. What is a little bit complex to this question is the timing of when we receive our glorified bodies. In 1 Corinthians 15, it tells us at the last trump, at the second coming of Christ, is when the dead in Christ rise and we receive our glorified bodies. Also, 1 Thessalonians 4 talks about uh, this as well. So the question is, if we're in heaven, are we in heaven without our glorified bodies? And it does seem to appear to be that way. But also remember that in heaven, time is completely different. God says that a thousand years uh, to to us is like a day unto uh, the Lord. So we're not going to be waiting very long in heaven for our glorified bodies. And also, I think that time is going to be completely different in heaven. It's going to be much more like an eternal now. But we do have this confidence for us as believers that as soon as we pass away, we're going to be home uh, with the Lord from 2 Corinthians. So thanks so much for sending in that question, and hopefully you do okay out there in traffic and stay uh, safe. Another text question that has come in is, do you think somebody already saved can lose their uh, salvation? And this is a great question. Can you lose your salvation? When I study the scriptures, if you truly have been born again, I don't think that you can lose your uh, salvation because the Spirit of God lives inside of you. And we have tremendous promises of God. I think of Philippians 1, 6, it says, He who began a good work will be faithful to complete it in you. Do you have any projects at home that you've started that you haven't finished? I know that I've got a few projects that I've started that I haven't finished. And, and God's a great starter, but he's also a faithful finisher. And he's going to finish that good work that he has started in us. We also know from the scriptures that we're in the hand of Jesus and in the hand of the Father. And who can take us out of uh, his, his grip? So then the question is, well, what about someone who at some point in their life has professed Christ but now no longer believes in Christ and has completely rejected uh, the gospel. I think of Romans 10:9 that says we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus uh, is Lord, we will be saved. And I think for some people they confess with their mouth that, that Jesus is Lord, that God has raised him from the dead, but they don't believe in their heart. And so time goes on and they change their position. Charles Spurgeon, a great pe- preacher of the past, called this a, a sham conversion, or, or basically where there was this confession of the mouth, but not a yielding of uh, the heart. So I think there is possible for, for someone that has confessed Christ, but never truly was born again. But I think if you're born again, you trust Christ in your heart for salvation, God's going to be faithful to complete that good work that he started in you. The number to call is 844-596-73. Would love some feedback. Love to hear from you. If you're, you're listening, this show's blessed you. You're going through hard times and you need prayer or you've got questions. You've got questions about the Bible, things going on in the world. Pick up the phone, 844-596-73. Also, you can send me a text. It comes to me directly right here on my laptop. 
719-315-1726. Again, that's 719-315-1726 is the text only a number. I want to take a look at another question is how do I experience victory over sin? And I think this is a question that we all wrestle with. How do we experience victory over sin? Romans chapter 7 comes to mind where Paul says, these are the things that I struggle with. There's things that I want to do that I don't do, things that I don't want to do that I end up doing, really expressing his own failure. Romans 7 comes on the heels of Paul explaining that our old man has been crucified with Christ, which is our sinful nature, and is buried with Christ, and we're risen in newness of life. So we have power over sin, but yet Paul is still struggling with sin. And that's the nature that we have as believers is we have been born again. We do have power over sin, but also our sinful flesh is still alive and well. So then this goes back to the question, then then how do I get to a place of victory? And Paul goes on into Romans chapter 8, and he begins to mention the life in the Spirit to walk in the Spirit, to allow the Spirit of God to, to help us. I think of Zechariah 4, 6 that says, It's not by power nor by bite, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. So let me play this out, how this might look, is for us to acknowledge, Lord, I'm really struggling in this area of sin, anger, lust, jealousy. I can't seem to overcome it on my own. I confess that to you. And Holy Spirit, would you help me? And then listen for the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and direct. And the Holy Spirit is going to be putting things on our hearts, encouraging us, saying, Eric, it's time to listen. It's time to listen and and shut your mouth. You know, you're you're speaking uh, too much. Or it's time to get off of the the internet or or turn this movie off. So to really rely upon uh, the Holy Spirit. Also, we see a great example in the life of Christ, where Christ was tempted by Satan in the wilderness. And isn't it amazing that Jesus in his humanity understands the struggle with sin, to be tempted with sin. He never gave in to sin, but he was tempted. And how did he overcome? By quoting the word of God out loud. He quoted small sections of scripture, not Psalms 119, the largest chapter in the Bible. And we can follow that model as well. As we're struggling with sin, is to memorize a small section of scripture in regards to that sin. A great resource is BibleGateway.com, and you can type in anger, lust, and find verses specifically to those struggles. Memorize one or two, and when we're being tempted, say the word of God out loud. Run to Jesus. He understands temptation. Ask him for that grace and help in that time of need. Hold on to the word of God. Also, reach out to brothers and sisters in Christ. Have those trusted brothers and sisters in Christ that you can call, that you can text and say, would you pray for me right now? I'm being tempted with sin. But victory is absolutely possible in Christ. Stay with me. You're listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. God, you would have reached down. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Thanks so much uh, for listening. 
If you'd like to give me a call, the number is 844-500-9673. Again, that's 844-500-9673. Also, you can send me a text, 719-315-1726. As we were going through the break, it just hit me, and I was sitting here thinking, just how important it is to be in a local uh, church. I think we would all agree these are, are really crazy times that we're living in as a country and also as a city, uh, Colorado Springs, uh, Southern Colorado. I was talking with Steve Self, who produces the show uh, prior to the show, and just how important it is to be connected with believers, brothers and sisters in Christ. If you don't have a church home, I'd like to invite you to Rocky Mountain Calvary at Austin Bluffson Academy. We also have a campus out east in in Ellicott. But if not RMC, all of the great churches that we have in the city, Vanguard Church, Mountain Springs, Woodman Valley, Calvary Worship Center, New Life, the list just goes on and on. But there's something so important about being in service to worship, to hear the word, but then also be connected in relationship through men's ministry, women's ministry, a small group. And I know that I need believers in my life to be encouraged. You need believers in your life uh, to be encouraged. And Satan, he wants to isolate us. Uh, That's part of his playbook. He doesn't got a lot of plays, but he always tries to to isolate us. And so if you find yourself isolated, one avenue is reach out today on this radio program, 844-500-9673. But even more importantly, get it plugged into a local church uh, for sure. Text questions coming in. I appreciate it. You can send me your question, your prayer request, 719 315-1726. This is a text question I just received. Eric, please discuss what scripture says about female uh, pastors. This question is largely debated and it is a very hot topic. I always like to try to go to the scriptures uh, to look at for answers. You know, we can go a lot of places, but we want to look at scripture And 1 Timothy 2 is the primary text for this, going into 1 Timothy chapter 3, where Paul, he lays out the requirement for a bishop, which is an elder, it's an overseer in uh, the church. And at the end of 1 Timothy chapter 2, he says this, he says, Let a woman learn in silence with all submission, And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into a transgression. Nevertheless, she'll be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with self-control. Well, first, what's this verse not saying? This verse is not saying that women are saved by having kids, Uh, that This word saved is not speaking of your eternal salvation, but it actually means the full orb of blessing, that that women are blessed in having children. I know that this is not very cultural, but it is uh, biblical, and I know this is heartbreaking for many women who aren't able to uh, have uh, kids, but God's saying there's a real blessing that comes into women's life if they're able to be able to have uh, kids. 
Now, I believe that God has called men to be pastors, elders, ordained pastors uh, in the church because Paul goes back to creation. He says that he created Adam first and then Eve, and God has an order for us inside of the church. And then as you go into chapter 3, when Paul's laying out the requirements for a bishop, an overseer, an elder, a pastor. He says, this is a faithful saying. If a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. And in context, it's clearly speaking about a man. Now, let me talk about this a little bit more. It'll take me a few minutes to be able to unpack this. First is God sees men and women as equals, even though he has separate roles uh, for us. A great example of this is inside of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, three distinct persons, but yet one God. And in the Trinity, they're equals, but they have different roles, and there is an authority structure that is set up there. The Father, we see the Son, is always yielding to the Father, taking his orders from the Father, and we see the Holy Spirit's always pointing people to Jesus. And God has given roles to men and women inside of male and female, and we see that in marriage, and we also see that inside of the church. And in marriage, Ephesians chapter 5 tells us that husbands are to lead their wives, they're to be the head of the house as Christ loves the church, not in an authoritative, abusive way, but in a Christ-centered way, the way Christ serves the church. Husbands were to serve our wives. And then wives are to submit to their husbands the way that the church submits to Christ. And this is a beautiful picture or a YouTube video of Christ in the church. So there is order inside of male and female inside of the home. And I also believe there's order inside of the church that the spiritual authority is to be given over to men to be pastors inside of the church doesn't mean that God doesn't have calling upon women's lives. And women have so many, so many functions inside of uh, the church. So as you want to study that more, go to 1 Timothy 2. I do believe that that's what uh, the scripture uh, teaches. There's many that would differ with me on this, and I understand that uh, as well. But as questions come in, I want to try to answer them honestly and what I believe the the scripture to uh, be teaching. So thanks so much for uh, sending that question in uh, for me. The number to call is 844-596-73, 844-596-73. Also, you can send a text, 719-315-1726. Again, that text-only number 719-315-1726. As we're on this topic of male and female, this is a hot cultural topic that the scripture addresses very quickly. When God created Adam and Eve in Genesis at the beginning of scripture, God lists us out for us that he created us male and female in the image of God. Who would have ever thought that God would have had to write down that he created us male and female. Isn't it obvious? Isn't it a given that we're male and female? But God knew that we would test our gender as a culture and as a society. 
And why is there such an attack on gender, on male and female? Because we're made in God's image. If you destroy gender, you're destroying image bearers. If you destroy male and female, you're destroying the image of Christ. And Satan would love uh, to do this. And so this is a, a biblical issue. Ultimately, when it comes to our gender, God's the one who decides. So if he's created you male, man, be male for God's glory. If he's created you female, be female for God's glory. So God does have a design in sexuality. He's created us male and female, and sex is beautiful inside of the commitment of marriage between a husband and a wife. Be encouraged. The truth sets us free. So when we submit our lives to God's design, we really do find freedom in all areas of our lives, sexuality included. So you're going to experience God's blessing and his best inside of marriage between a man and a woman committed to each other for life. Thanks for your questions. Would love to hear more from you. Text number 719-315-1726. Stay with me. We're headed to a break on 100.7 The Word. Oh, I have days to lose the Try my best, but just don't get Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Just want to remind you that today's show and everyday show does turn into a podcast. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs is now Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays from 5 to 6 on 100.7 The Word. But also you can find us at Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, anywhere that you find your podcasts. So just put us in Crosswalk Colorado Springs and let us know how God's using these episodes in uh, your life. If you'd like to send me a text, the number is 719-315-1726. We're going to go to our phone lines to Tom on line one. Tom, welcome to the program. Hi, Eric. How you doing? Good. How are you today? I'm not bad. I'm just on my way to work. But I wanted to talk uh, with you about the uh, passage uh, that uh, Paul had written to Timothy regarding uh, women uh, not being allowed to speak in the church. Um, specifically, that's uh, part of uh, what is halakha, which is the uh, it, it's a Talmudic teaching. It's not really a, a biblical thing, uh, but it, but he does. Um, refer to the uh, the Genesis passage about how the woman was deceived but frankly it's not really a commandment it is a, it's a man-made commandment basically so let me ask you a question what do you think of verse sure. 13 where it says for Adam was formed first then Eve so it doesn't seem like Paul is just referring to a Jewish teaching here I know you mentioned the fact that Eve was deceived, but even before that, the order of creation. Because that's really where this hinges for me, is the fact, verse 13, when when Paul said, uh, for Adam was formed first, then Eve. Right. Uh, and and the, the Scripture does the, su- support that. Uh, what had happened was God had reached down to the soil and made this man, and from the man later... He fashioned a woman, so that the woman is part of the man, but the man is ultimately responsible. And because of that, this is where this halakha came from, is 
the man is the one who has to speak for his household in the congregation. Okay. Yeah. So just out of curiosity, are you of the position of women being elders, pastors in churches? Um, I really don't see that as, as a problem. Um, however, um, the woman is the head of the household, and the man is is the person who has to be responsible for everything outside the front door of the house. And because um, the gathering, the congregation, is outside the front door of the house, that kind of puts the woman into a uh, into a lesser role. And so, by that, I probably I don't know. You know, it's, it's really a matter of opinion. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a lot of debate on this. You know, for me, when I look at this section of First Timothy and also in into chapter three it does seem clear that God's calling men to be pastors and elders. And I think if you throw out the order in the church, how do you hold on to the order in the home? Uh, But ultimately, I know there's a lot of different ideas on it, and it's important for us all to study the Scriptures and come up with our own conclusion. But I appreciate your thoughts, for sure. Sure, good talking with you. Yeah, have a a great night. Thanks, you too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You're listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for listening. Hope that you're doing well as you head into your evening, uh, maybe coming home from work or headed to work. Hopefully you're navigating the traffic or you're home for the day already. The number to call is 844-596-73. Also, you can send me a text, 719-315-1726. I try to keep an eye on headlines and just viewing those headlines through Scripture. Also, trying to keep a pulse on what's going on in Israel. We know so much prophecy is in regards to Israel, fulfilled prophecy, but also future prophecy. This was today's headlines from NPR, says Israel's prime minister is stepping down, sparking a new round of elections. So Benton, Prime Minister Naftali Benton, was sworn in as the Prime Minister in June of last year, 2021. So just a year later, uh, he is resigning. He is stepping down as Prime Minister. And I read, Israel's most divisive government in history, formed for the first time with an Arab political party, is disbanding over a disagreement about the future of Jewish settlements in the occupied West Bank. It will be Israel's fifth round of elections in just over three years, and the country's polarizing former leader, Benjamin Netanyahu, will try to return to power uh, once again. So just interesting that they have elected so many prime ministers in just the last few years. So this will be the fifth round of elections for prime ministers in the last uh, three years. So continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and it'll be interesting to watch that unfold. Also, we know uh, how important life is to the Lord. God is the the author of uh, life. And I found this to be interesting from Kamal Harris. Uh, This comes from Town Hall and also the Daily Wire, 
Kamal Harris claims abortion doesn't go against church teachings. Vice President Kamal Harris argued that people can still support abortion without having to give up their religious beliefs, as the U.S. Supreme Court is potentially set to overturn the landmark Roe v. Wade. Talking to reporters, Harris said that there is no conflict between religious faith and support for the widespread protection over abortion. This was a tweet uh, from Twitter from Kamal Harris, vice president. For those of us... For those of us of faith, I think we agree there's nothing about the issue of abortion that will require anyone to abandon their faith. And I don't agree. I don't agree with what Kamal Harris says right there, because my faith in Christ and what he has done for us causes me, impels me to stand up for life in the womb, all ages, you know, from the point of infancy all the way to the point of being elderly and passing away and terminally ill, because life doesn't belong to us. God is the author of life, and he is the giver of life. So to me, abortion steps over uh, the scriptures to to take a life. And for some of you uh, that are listening, if you've had an abortion or you've participated in abortion, I want you to know that there's for forgiveness in Christ. Jesus has paid the price for us on the cross and his blood was shed so that we could be uh, forgiven. And God's heart is uh, for a life. So those are some pretty outstanding statements uh, that were said by uh, Kamal uh, Harris. Another uh, news headlight that I noticed was Disney's Lightyear film misses the target in the box office. This last weekend, Disney released a movie called Lightyear, and it's really pushing forward uh, an agenda with same-sex relationships and includes a kiss between two married female uh, characters, and it didn't do very well in the box office. So, man, send a message to uh, Disney and don't go see uh, Lightyear. I know I'm a dad of young kids, and we've really got to be careful because there is an agenda that is coming from the media on sexuality especially. So thanks so much for joining me. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. If you're looking for a home church, come visit us. We would love to have you. We're going through the book of Romans verse by verse and chapter by chapter. We'll be back with you uh, tomorrow night from 5 to 6. Have a great evening. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. You are here, moving in. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.